and that love divine. Star and angels gave the sign. Bow to babe on bended knee, the Savior of humanity. Unto us a child is born, he shall reign forevermore. No.
Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Wasn't that beautiful? Ephesians chapter 5. You glad to be here today? It's good to be in the Lord's house. It's good to see everyone. It's good to be among God's people. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. What a sweet, sweet spirit that's in this place. And I'm glad that we're here this morning for that story that she just sang about, one of the greatest stories that I know. It's the only story that I know that can save a life. It's the only story I know that can change a life. The precious story of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's why we exist as Christians, is to live to proclaim the greatest story on earth. And that is that Jesus Christ came and dwelt among men, whereby we must be saved. It's the only way to be saved is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And all of the hustle and bustle of Christmas and all the gifts and all the presents, remember the reason of the season. Remember the reason of the season. Ephesians chapter 5, would you stand with me? For the reading of God's Word, we were in Ephesians 5 last week. I want to go back to the end of the chapter this week, Ephesians 5 in verse 21. Ephesians 5, 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish dear heavenly father bless the reading of your word this morning give me power to preach your word lord i pray that your word would change us i pray god this morning that your word would mold us into the vessels that would bring you honor and glory god i know that you've gotten glory from the song service but god i pray you'd get glory from the preaching this morning lord i pray that you'd get glory from our listening this morning lord i pray that you'd get glory with how we respond to this sermon this morning. Get glory in all things, Lord. We just want to lift you up so that you can draw all men unto you. Lord, save a soul today. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach to you on the subject this morning, very simply, submitting yourselves. If you'll look in verse 21, the Apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus, submitting yourselves, submitting yourselves. And that's what I want to talk to you for a little while this morning on the subject of submitting yourselves. Now, so many times we get this passage of Scripture out of context. So many times uh, we get to this passage of Scripture, and I know most of the time when I pe uh, preach these scriptures, I will preach about marriage. I will preach about submitting yourselves to your husband and to one another here in uh, the home and the life. But if we keep these scriptures in context, if we go back to Ephesians 5.1, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God, 
as dear children. This whole context is about following God. This whole context is about how to be more like God and how to be more successful in our Christian life. This passage of, of Scripture is not just about marriage, but it's about you and God. This is about your relationship with the Lord. If you'll go to verse 18, it said, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The focus here is not marriage, people. It is our relationship between us and God. Because our relationship between us and God reflects our relationship with everybody else. If you can't get along with God, you can't get along with anybody. If you can't submit to God, you can't submit to anybody. In verse 18 and verse 19 and 20, it goes into talking about praising the Lord and making melody in your heart. This is talking about the life of a believer, successfully living in the life that God has called us to live in. And you say, preacher, if I want to follow God, how can I do that this morning? He said it, verse 21, submitting yourselves. Submitting yourselves. Can I tell you that the one thing that is holding us back from fully pleasing God in our life is submitting ourselves to what God has called us to do. Submitting ourselves is one of the biggest battles. That's why this place is not completely full. It's pretty full this morning. But that's, this is why this place isn't packed full. Because so many people are getting to that place that, you know what, I believe God wants me to do this, but they're scared to death to go all the way with the Lord. And so many times in our life we battle because we fail to submit ourselves. We fail to give in to the things that God has called and laid upon our life. Number one, I want us to look this morning at the process of submission. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, this sermon is for me. Because I have as much trouble as anybody submitting in my life. The word submission means to cease fightings to. To give way on to yield. And so the Bible says here, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Paul is simply saying, give in. Yield. Quit fighting amongst yourself. Quit fighting the battles. Quit being stirred up with what God has called you to do and submit yourself to it. Yield to it. Quit fighting against it. And I'll never forget when God called me to preach. He called me to preach when I was 15 years old. And for five years till I was 20 years old, I fought and I fought and I fought the will of God in my life. And the greatest thing that I have ever done was yielded myself to the will of God in my life. Yielded my life back to the Lord and said, God, here it is. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to question you anymore. God, this is what I know you want me to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And may I tell you, that's the greatest feeling in the world. There is nothing worse than going to bed and laying your head down on your pillow at night knowing that you have not submitted yourself to the will of God. And God has a will and a plan for each of our lives in here, and we must submit ourselves to that plan. Hold your place there and look in Matthew 26. I don't know of a greater example of submission than our very own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Matthew 26, you want to talk about a battle. You want to talk about fighting. You want to talk about turmoil. You want to talk about strife and sorrow and heaviness. 
Jesus fought the battle. He fought the battle whether or not to submit to the will of the Father. And if Jesus Christ can fight it, may I tell you that any of us can fight it. If Jesus Christ can battle the will of God in his life, then we can battle the will of God in our life. And I believe anywhere in the gospel, this is probably the only weakest moment that Jesus ever had. But I believe this moment was to prove to us the, the, the nature of man that he had within him. Yes, he was all God, but he was all man. And if there's ever a scripture to reveal the humanity of Christ, it's right here. It's right here with the battle to submit. Notice in Matthew 26 and 36. It said, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Why? Because he was about to battle the cross. He was about to go to Calvary, and he knew what he was going to have to face, and he fought it. Friend, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, fought the will of the Father. If Jesus can do it, then you can do it. If Jesus can oppose the will of God, then so can you. And the nature of the man that was in him was being revealed right here. But notice what it said. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Isn't it sorrowful fighting the will of God? Isn't it sorrowful knowing that we're not where we're supposed to be with the Lord and we're not fully submitted and committed to God? Notice what he said in verse 39. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Can I just be honest? There were times in my life that I prayed, God, don't call me to preach. <laughs> Oh God, if it be your will, don't let me be a preacher. I was raised with a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher. God, if it be your will, but it wasn't his will. And oh, there's times, oh God, oh, I don't want to do this. God, if it be your will, we know that. But sometimes his will is his will. And God, his understanding is higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. God knows what he's doing. Notice what he said. Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. We cannot imagine the cup that Jesus is drinking of here in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said, nevertheless. Whew. That's good right there. Whew. Jesus said, Father, I don't want to go. Nevertheless, Father, I, I, I don't know if I can do it. Father, I'm tired. Father, I'm weak. Father, I'm low. Praise God. Nevertheless. Whew. Man, that's good preaching right there. Pretty simple. Nevertheless, I don't want to, but. Huh. Man, I'd rather not, but. Nevertheless, notice what he said. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Not my plan, God. Not my faults, God. Not my desire, God, but yours and yours alone in my life. Child of God, that is what submission is. That is what submission is. When we get our thoughts out of the equation and we say, God, it's not about what I think or what I want. It's all about what you want. If Jesus can battle that, then so can you. It is natural for us to be rebels. 
It is natural for us to want to rebel and not submit. I'm my own man. I don't want to do that. I'm, this is my life. Y'all ever said that? Huh. I, I don't want to answer to nobody. This is my life. Let me remind you something. You wouldn't have a life without God. And without God, your life would be miserable. And everything that you have is, that is good that is from the Lord. Your life ought to be lived for Him and for His honor and His glory. And so many times people miss the will of God because of their pride. Well, this is my life and I'll live it how I want to. If I, if I want to, if I want to hunt every Sunday, then I'll go hunting every Sunday. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Got quiet. Here we go. Pen Whew, here we go. You can hear it. I'll do what I want to because I've worked hard. That's not submitting to the will of God. Submitting to the will of God is not my thoughts or my wills or my plan, but your plans, God. And that is against our nature. Look in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Man, I love when I mention baseball, hunting, something. Man, y'all get quiet. I love it. I love it. Look in Philippians 2. But we all have our things, don't we? We can pick on people, but every time I point a finger, I've got three or four more pointing right back at me, folks. I'm as guilty as anybody failing to fully submit myself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it's against my nature. I naturally want to rebel. Look in Philippians 2 and verse 7. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Uh, this is what I like here. And being found in fashion as a man. How do you do it? He humbled himself. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. How did he that day in the garden say, Father, not my will, but thou be done. He humbled himself. Do you know how we submit ourselves to God? With a lot of humility. We've got to get the pride out of our life, and we have got to become so humble and broken. And let me tell you something. If you don't humble yourself first, God will humble you. If you do not, and I've learned this, that God will allow you opportunity and time to humble yourself. But if you don't humble yourself, he will humble you for you. And you don't want that. Be humble before the will of God. Become obedient to the will of God out of, humili out of humility, out of love, out of respect, out of reverence and honor for the Lord. This is God. This is our creator we're talking about. If God wants us to do something, we need to honor him. We need to fear him. We need to live for him because this is God. This isn't just anybody else. This is God. Now, I want you to go back to our text in Ephesians 5. If you with me, say amen. Ephesians chapter 5. In verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. In verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. We must submit to one another. We must submit to one another. And so many times we get to verse 22 immediately and we skip verse 21. 
This isn't just about wives and husbands. This is submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Inside the marriage relationship, outside of the marriage relationship. Child of God, when we can submit ourselves to God, we can submit ourselves to one another. And so many times the confusion that we have in our homes is because we won't submit ourselves to one another. We won't commit ourselves to one another. Instead of giving in to one another, we fight against one another. Instead of yielding to one another, we want to argue with one another. And may I tell you, there's more confusion in the home house today because we fail to submit. Wives, submit to your husbands. I didn't write that. God did. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the Lord. That's the scripture. But it also said before then, submitting yourselves one to another. We all have the job of submitting one to another. We all have the job of yielding ourselves to the will of God in our life. May I tell you, there must be submission in the homes. May I tell you, our homes are torn to pieces because of the rebel ideology and the natural, I want what I want, and I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. May I tell you, it's a selfish thing when a mama gets up and says, I want my own life. It's a selfish thing when a daddy gets up one day. I don't care what the kids say. I want my own life. I'm going to leave everybody behind, and I'm going to live my life for me because I want to be happy. It happens every day. Every single day, mamas and daddies give up because they want to be happy. I'm living for me. That is not submission, folks. Let me tell you something. Nobody forced you to get married. Nobody forced you to have babies. You made that decision. Man up. <laughs> Hello? Submit yourselves one to another. Those three children are mine. God gave them to me. That wife is mine. I chose her. She chose me for whatever reason. But bless God, she's mine. I have a job. She has a job. My children have a job. You go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1. What does it say? Honor thy father and mother. Submission in the home. Children, you need to submit to the word of your mom and dad. You know, when I was growing up, because daddy said so was good enough. <laughs> when I was growing up, we didn't have the opportunity to fight. Well, what about what I think? My dad said, I don't care what you think. You're not old enough to have your own thoughts. That's not popular anymore. That's hurtful. But where have we gone with this? Our kids don't know how to submit to authority. And it is so big in our life that we learn to quit fighting against people and quit fighting against authority. How many school teachers and principals and coaches that we have sitting right here that fight it absolutely every single day of your life? Children that don't know how to respect authority because they were never taught to submit. To submit. Why? Because I'm going to be a rebel. This is my life. I'll do what I want to do. I was 17 years old, and I went in one day with my chest popped out. And I said, Dad, I'm my own man now. And I'm not going to do it your way anymore. It's what I want. He said, there's the door. Get out. You know what I did? I got out. 
Took me about 24 hours to realize I wasn't the man that I thought I was. <laughs> Within 24 hours, I was coming back, Daddy, please take me back. This life and this world is so big. And we get so big on ourselves. We need some humility. And we need to submit to one another. We need to submit to one another in the home. The child of God, our church needs submission in it. May I tell you, the, the home house needs submission, but the church house needs submission. We need to submit to one another. Keep your place there and, and turn to Romans chapter 12. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Romans 12. Romans 12 and 10, it says, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. Now listen to this. In honor, preferring one another. Now that's hard to do, isn't it? That is putting other people's needs above yours. That is putting other people first in your life. If you're going to submit to God, you must submit in the home and you must submit in the church. And let me tell you, the, the, the daily grind of a Christian is we wake up and we put other people's needs and desires before ours. That is what submission in the church is all about. It's no longer about what I want. It's no longer about my thoughts. There is a higher cause. There is a higher calling. There is a higher leadership than just me. If you get in a local New Testament church and you think you're going to get everything your way, you won't be in that church very long. If you think everything is going to go the way you think it ought to go, you're going, you're going to be backslid in a hurry. Being a member of a local New Testament church is a blessing. But man, it will drive you crazy. Well, this one wants this one. This one wants this one. Well, I want that. Well, I like this. Well, I think this. Well, I think this way. Well, I think we'll do it this way. Huh. Well, we always done it this way. Haven't we all been there? Just this morning, I mentioned pews and, and chairs. Poof. There we go. Right down the road. Well, you know, this way and this way and this way, we all have our thoughts. And we all have what we think ought to be. And it is so hard submitting ourselves. And I'm just going to be blunt and honest. If it doesn't affect the Word of God, if this church votes to do something, I'm going to get in one accord with my local New Testament church, and we're going to go forward. Now, if what y'all do opposes the Word of God, then we'll have discussion. Then it's time to sit down, and it's time to throw a fit. Amen? But I'm not going to throw a fit over the color of the wall. I'm not going to throw a fit over what we walk on or what we sit on. I'm not going to throw a fit about that kind of stuff, because that's foolish. It's silly, and it's goofy. But there's been church split after church split all across America about the smallest little things. Every preacher I talk to, well, how's that building project going? I bet you are fighting and fussing. I bet you are fighting and fussing. We're not. And that's the power of the Lord. Huh. Man, I bet you are fighting and fussing. No, we're really not, are we, Brother Jimmy? Man, what a blessing. Because of submission. 
submitting ourselves to the, the, the greater cause and the greater good of what everybody else thinks. And sometimes that means I've got to lose my idea and I've got to lose my desire and my wants. And if it's God's will and the will of the church, then it's good enough for me. And if it don't oppose the Word of God, then I'm not going to say nothing about it. I'm just going to get on board and let's go forward. So many times we miss the boat because we get bent out of shape because we fail to submit to the church. We fail to submit to the will of God through the church. The church ought to be a big part of your life. It ought to be a big part of your service. Not all of it, but it ought to be a big part of your relationship between you and God. And if you can't submit to the church, you can't submit to the Lord. And there's people running all over this country right now going church to church to church to church wondering what's wrong with everybody. I mean, they're just going bouncing. Just boom, 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 boom. What's wrong with them people? What's wrong with them people? Sometimes we need to look in the mirror, folks. Submit ourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. We need submission in the church house. We need submission in the home house. Now go back to our uh, passage of Scripture here in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Our last point this morning is we must submit ourselves to Christ. Go to verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. We must submit ourselves to Christ as the head of the church. What does that mean? He's the boss. What does that mean? He's the CEO. Well, this is a democracy. No, this is a dictatorship. I hate to word it like that because God doesn't lead us that way. But there's only one opinion that matters, and it's God. It's his opinion. He is our head. He is our CEO. He is the chief. He is the ruler of everything we do individually and as a group. You say, well, why did y'all do this? Because God told us to. Well, why do, why do you live this way? Because that's how God led me to. We must submit ourselves that Christ is the head of us. We have a boss, and his name is Jesus. We must get ourselves to the place that I'm not my boss anymore. That I'm going to let Jesus boss me. And I'm going to let him lead me. And I'm going to let him rule me and guide me every step of the way. You know why? Because his way is better than our way. His will is greater than our will. He can see down the road when we can't see down the road. You know why I can submit to Jesus Christ on a daily basis and have confidence? Because he can do what I can't do. He knows what I don't know. Bless God, he can see down the road when I can't see past the minute. God knows, folks, and we must submit ourselves that he is the chief of our life. He is the head and the preeminence of anything and everything we do. Who's your boss today? It ought to be Jesus. He ought to be your head. He ought to be your leader. He ought to be your guide. The first person you ask about what they think and what they think about everything ought to be Jesus. You ever get something in your life and you say, man, I can't wait to talk to so-and-so and see what they think? What about talking to the boss? What about talking to Jesus? Jesus, what do you think about this? Is he your head this morning? He ought to guide you and lead you in every step of the way. He's the head of this church. 
For so long it took me in the building of this building is to get to this place. We're doing it because God said so. There's people come to me, well, why'd y'all go to Sterlington? Because God said so. <gasps> Do y'all not see the blessings of the Lord? Do y'all not see God working in everything? And you say, well, how did you get to the place? Because God said so. And sometime in our life, we must submit to His Word and His will in our life. And I'll never forget a couple years ago when we voted to do that. Man, it scared me to death. Man, I was ready to run back to Texas. When I left Texas, we built five different buildings. And when I, when I left Texas, I told Lacey, I said, man, I hope we don't build for a long time. Man, I don't want to be nowhere near a building project. That's the first thing we did. Boom. Why? Because God said so. I'm telling you folks, we must listen to the voice of the Lord. We have seen it all around us, and we are enjoying the benefits of allowing Jesus to be our head. Not just the head, but I love this, the Savior of the body. <sighs> he doesn't need to just be your chief. He needs to be your Savior. He doesn't need to just be uh, this thing in your life that you look to for answers. He must be the reason you exist. Do you know why I must wake up every day and make Him the Lord of my life? Because He is the Savior of my life. He has saved me. He has redeemed me. He has bought me. He forgave me. Bless God, if I die today, I'm going to heaven. And I know that I know and I know that I know. And I can submit to the Savior of the body. May I tell you, Jesus is the Savior of the body. The preacher can't save a soul. A deacon can't save a soul. An altar can't save a soul. A repeat after me prayer cannot save a soul. Jesus alone is the Savior of the body. And I believe there's probably some here this morning that's lost, dying, and going to hell. And the Holy Spirit is walking to and fro, convicting our hearts. It's time to be saved. It's time to be saved. It's time to be saved. You know what we need to do? We need to submit to the Savior of the body. And we need to be saved. We need to be born again this morning. Notice this last one. Oh, man, we must submit ourselves to Christ as the Redeemer of the body. Husband, love your wife. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. Oh, man, the Redeemer. So what does that mean, preacher? I need to submit myself to the one that can deal with my sin nature. I need to submit myself to the one who can wash me. Y'all ever need a shower? Yes, every one of you do. I'll, I'll shake my head for you. Yes, we all need a shower every now and then. We, every day. Every day we need to get under the water and get us a good old bar of soap. Child of God, every day we need to get under the flow of the blood of Jesus Christ. Not to be saved again. You can only be saved one time. 
but to be cleansed every day and forgiven of our constant sin nature that we have every day and every time that we say no to God and every time that we fail Him, every day we need to get under the cleansing of the washing of the blood of the church that Jesus is washing us. It's not that He is saving us. Jesus has already saved us. It is done. It is finished. I am forever saved. But I need to be cleansed every day. And I must submit myself to the redeeming Christ and say, Jesus, clean me. Jesus, wash me. Jesus, forgive me. Every day getting under the fountain. Every day getting under the blood and letting Jesus do something. Every day. I wish I could have got saved one day and just, boom, that's it. I sealed my deliverance. Everything's done. Friend, you're missing out if you think that's all there is. You're missing out. Yes, I got eternal life, but what about that abundant life? What about that abundant life with Jesus Christ? What about the walking and talking every day with Jesus Christ? Isn't he good this morning? Hadn't he blessed you beyond measure? We must submit ourselves to Jesus Christ. We must submit ourselves and get under his authority. And allow Him to guide us and lead us. Not because we have to, but because we get to. You know why? Because He laid down His life for you. And now we're saying, you laid down your life for me. And you live it for me every single day. You live it for me every day. May I tell you, child of God, you will never, you will never regret submitting yourselves to the will of God. There may be somebody in here this morning that God is calling to preach. Submit to the will of God. There may be somebody in here this morning that God's calling to be a Sunday school teacher. To go a little further. To work in Awana. To work in upper basketball. To do all of these different things of these ministries that God has called for us. Maybe God is putting something on your heart to do something. Would you surrender to Him? Would you surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. God, if it be your will, don't call me to preach. Isn't that convenient? Lord, if it, I know you want me to teach, but man, if you don't, man, let me know if you don't really want me to, because I don't really want to. Aren't you glad that Jesus gave in? Aren't you glad that day that he took that bitter cup and he drank from that cup? And that day he put upon himself the sins of humanity. And he became obedient to the death of the cross. He humbled himself and became obedient. Would you humble yourself today and become obedient?